welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Elwood, and just wanted to start out by saying thank you so much for tuning in last week and for all your feedback from week one's episode. So on today's show, we're kicking things off with Susie Spanos. Susie is the wife to controlling owner and chairman of the board, Dean Spanos. She's a philanthropist, cancer survivor, and sits on the NFL Foundation's board of directors. We'll have a conversation about why giving back is so important and the roles women play in the NFL. After Susie, we'll hear from NFL Media's Cynthia Freeland. Freeland can be seen and heard on numerous NFL Network shows and platforms as NFL Media's first analytics expert. We'll chat with her about her job and also the predictions she has for this week's game between the Chargers and the Lions. So now, let's welcome in Susie Spanos. Susie, thank you so much for joining me on Playmakers today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I'm so excited. And I have to say, you're basically the inspiration for this because our women's club of significant others of coaches and players has the name Playmakers. And you kind of coined that. But ultimately, what does it mean to be a playmaker? You know, it's huge because really the men work so hard. All the people in the organization work so hard. And when they come home or when they're with their significant others, they need to be at peace. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way we can honor them, show them that we appreciate all that they do, the sacrifices they make, and that they're part of the team too. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to do as a group some things together that shine light on Mm -hmm. different causes. And it's cool because a lot of them have amazing jobs. A lot of them are mothers. They're taking care of their kids at home and everything like that. And they're taking care of their husbands or significant others when they come back too. We have nurses, we have lawyers, we have an Olympic star. So Mm -hmm. we have just a variety of really talented, creative women. Mm -hmm. So let's get into you a little bit. You're obviously married to Dean, but you're a noted philanthropist. You're on the board of directors of the NFL Foundation. But why is giving back so important to you? You know, it's always been important to our family. And I was very lucky uh, to be a part of this for so many years. Mm-hmm. Because when we shine our light on something, it illuminates it. And it and it gives it a power that it couldn't get otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see some great things happen. And it's just so rewarding. You're also a breast cancer survivor. Yes. And that's another area where we, it's been huge. So we have tangible impact. Yes. Because we had, so we, we did the mammograms at the stadium, Mm -hmm. which was just brilliant. Yeah. And Kimberly Layton did that and it was fantastic. And we, we, was phenomenal the turnout way Mm -hmm. more than we could ever have. And then the second year, I will remember this, this man came up to me and he had a sports jacket on just kind of a cool guy with a jacket. And he, he was kidding he said can can I get a mammogram too I'm like sure come on you know you're not thinking that anything may come of this nothing right nothing I'm like sure come on we'll sign you up I take Mm -hmm. him over we show him the steps you know whatever that day he was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with breast cancer and through that really we saved his life and he came back the following year yeah and really I was crying it was so wonderful I mean how much does that mean to you, given your personal connection to it? And even since we've been in the Los Angeles area, the team has done a lot with raising awareness for breast cancer and also through the Crucial Catch campaign as well. You know, raising awareness is everything, mm-hmm. you know, that people get checked. And not, and what's so great is besides just breast cancer, 
all cancers. Yes. You know, if you have a something, a skin cancer, if you have something, you know, go, get it checked. It's way better mm-hmm. to just go take that step. And I think people are feeling more confident, like, it's okay. I, I can do this. I can take this step. I can, you know, self-care or take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Go, go get checked. Yeah. So getting back to the crucial catch thing, a little birdie told me, are you going to be firing our cannon at the game? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Get it ready. And this is going to be the first time ever. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm already uh, thinking how fun that's going to be. <laughs> it's so going to be so much fun. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. So now getting to sort of just women in the NFL Overall, NFL Films recently released a film called A Lifetime of Sundays. It focuses on the four female owners in the league. What kind of changes have you seen just in regards to women in the league since you've been in the NFL? You know, really a lot of changes. Yeah. Because I've been married to Dean 42 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we've been in the league since 84. And it's, and Jane Goodell, this was her project. She admires uh, Virginia McCaskey, who is an amazingly interesting woman that runs an NFL team in her 90s. 90s. It's crazy. In her 90s. It's amazing. Same with Martha Ford. And then, of course, Pat Rooney, who's behind the scenes, always has been, and has raised a remarkable family mm-hmm. and really is the lifeblood of the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And they're women. Yeah. They're women. And, of course, Norma Hunt, who yeah. has been to every single Super Bowl. That's incredible. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. You and I were kind of talking before we even got on air just about it's the NFL's 100th anniversary, and it's so cool that they're highlighting women. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's awesome for so many ways because when you think about our fan base and you think about all the women Mm -hmm. and and they need to be recognized, and there's some wonderful women that have been supportive or had, you know, roles Mm -hmm. in the NFL for 100 years. Yeah. Virginia McCaskey's dad started the Bears. Right. So she has been going to games for 90 plus years. I think she's 96. 96 years. And then in terms of the Chargers organization, long advocates of supporting women, you look at women within the organization like COO and CFO Jeannie Bonk to Allison Miner, who's a physical therapist. She's one of the team's athletic trainers. And she's one of only six female athletic trainers in the league, but just overall, how special is it to be part of an organization like that? It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. You know, I will say this. Dino is so fair. He's mm-hmm. always been fair. And also, he really has always recognized with his other businesses how much women contribute. Yeah. So that translated into this business to hire a COO, COO a woman. Yeah. Young girls can look up that to that totally. to be a role model. Yes. You know, like gee, you know, there's, there's a position for me in the organization somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it is that they'll have an opportunity. And then lastly, Susie, what do you hope for the future of women working in sports? You know, I hope they're appreciated for the value that they have. Mm -hmm. I think in life, we all, one of our greatest needs is to feel appreciated for what we do. And I see so many women in this organization work day in and day out tirelessly. And they do a magnificent job. They really do. They rise to the top. And it's so wonderful. And I just, I would love for them all to be appreciated and know how special they are and what a great job they all do. Yeah. Thanks, Susie. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
Hey, Bolt fam, don't miss a minute of the action with the official Los Angeles Chargers mobile app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. Before we get to Cynthia Freeland, Chargers fans, we know you love the Bolts, but you probably also love saving money, too. And Mercury Insurance can certainly help with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch, and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com and go Chargers. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance rate comparison profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. Now let's get into the interview with Cynthia Freeland presented by Mercury Insurance. What's up, Cynthia Freeland? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing, Helen? Good. Thank you so much for coming on Playmakers today. Anytime. You know that. Before we get into your thoughts on the game between the Chargers and the Lions this week, I just kind of wanted to get into your job a little bit because it's really cool. Frankly, it's one that kind of makes me wish I paid better attention to math class, if you will. But uh, <laughs> but just kind of give us a little bit of the Reader's Digest version of what your job is as the NFL media's analytics expert. So ultimately, I get a chance to take a look at how we can dissect football come to strategic and contextual kind of answers based on lots and lots of data over a lot of time, but taking everything, all of these data points in context, both from a football perspective, so talking to actual coaches, players, people who were involved in the decisions that were made, and on the other side, making sure that these decisions and the stuff that they're teaching me from the film and everything that happened also do have like mathematical implications, right? So you can have something happen that's a fluke, but if something happens over time and you can prove the correlation or the causality so that there's actually like a reason for something happening over and over again, then you have both math and you have the football reason. So trying to find those pairings to really find a strategic analysis of the game. I mean, it's pretty cool because obviously everyone sees you on Sunday, but there's really so much work that goes into what you do throughout the week, right? I've been coding, let's see, since the game stopped, <laughs> since the game stopped last night, I did about, oh man, like maybe three hours of work last night and then I'm still not quite done and we're a couple, whatever, we're in the afternoon on Tuesday. So you, you can imagine it's a little time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> do the math on that one. Yeah. <laughs> How many simulations do you usually run per game? So every week in the regular season, I try to at least do 10,000. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Once you get all the inputs in, it doesn't take too long for the model to run. So then it can be updated based on injuries or based on kind of things we learn, you know, as like, let's say somebody gets sick last minute, then you mm-hmm. can rerun it with a good amount of confidence that you're getting a good output. So 10,000 at least for each and every week. But with all these trades and like Antonio Brown and all the uncertainty. <laughs> Craziness. Stuff, it's been, yeah, it's been a lot more than that recently just because these are major changes, right? It's not like a practice squad guy is being activated or someone, you know, that isn't going to play a lot of snaps. This is a like a gigantic change. So the bigger the change, the more simulations that I have to run. Thank you, Antonio Brown, yeah, for the extra go. work. <laughs> and kind of to tag off of that, surprise retirements like Andrew Luck. How did that, if it did, maybe affect that Chargers-Colts game last week? Yeah, the, 
the interesting thing about Andrew Luck's retirement is that we kind of had some indication something was up. There were two things that happened this offseason. One, I know a couple of teams were really trying hard to trade for Jacoby Brissett, okay. and they wouldn't give him up. So I was like, in my, in my model, I, I ran some extra simulations. I thought he was injured. I didn't think retirement was going to be the thing, but I thought that they were really trying to keep Jacoby Brissett because maybe Andrew Luck was more injured than we had originally known. So he makes a big difference in every single game, in the passing game, in the confidence in outside the numbers passing, an area where quarterbacks just need time to develop those harder caliber throws. So Jacoby Brissett has great upside. But he doesn't have the like nice high floor that an Andrew Luck does. It actually completely shifted the winner of my game between the Chargers. And I hate to say that between the Chargers <laughs> and, and the uh, and the Colts. But I had the I had the Colts just slightly edging out the Chargers. It was, a, it was supposed to be close. I mean, it ended up being close, Very close but yes. not for the same reason. Yeah, Got it. exactly. Now let's get on to week two's game between the Chargers and the Lions. You are from Michigan, so personal yeah. feelings aside. <laughs> have I'm in California now. Yeah, that's so true. It works that's true. out. And in, yeah, <laughs> and in the greater LA area, so you're good. You're totally good with this one. So have you run a model on this week's game? I have. I just finished running the okay. first set of 10,000 simulations. I've got a, I've got a few more to kind of figure out here with some, like I said, some new players. For example, the Jacksonville changes. It actually does impact like kind of everything else because I do it for the rest of the season too. Mm. So, um, so I did run my initial ten thousand sims, and let's just say that my uh, Southern California friends are going to be happier than my Michigan friends. Good to know. <laughs> we will take that. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, how do you kind of see this one playing out? The real, the surprising thing that happened in the game against the Colts was the ability of the Colts to really disrupt Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. The interior of the line, Russell Coombs' injury, the people being missing from the line and, and the interior was a problem. And you saw that. I mean, if you had a different quarterback um, who wasn't as able to read defenses or connect with his receivers, and I mean, I think maybe nationally Philip Rivers doesn't get the kind of credit that he should. He's durable. He never misses games. He complete he keeps his team in the game in crazy situations when other people don't so you know i i know as a chargers fan and people who are listening to this they get that but you know nationally i'm not sure he gets as much love as he deserves but mm-hmm. that being said his o-line needs to help him out a little bit more in this one than they did in the one against the colts because that's really the, the key indicator for me on this one if the because the Lions defense really they started off strong versus the Cardinals and then just completely maybe it was fatigued but their efficiency in the last two one and a half quarters of the game was really low and their ability to bring pressure just dropped off significantly which is that's going to really help out Philip Rivers yeah so it kind of fortifies the win for the Chargers so these are also two teams that went to overtime last week the Lions ended up playing an entire extra 10 minutes oh my god yeah you know you hear about oh playing extra football does something like that though affect your model of how you would predict this game so I think that the it would affect the model more if we didn't have I mean it's a Sunday to Sunday game. Yeah. If you're playing if you're playing overtime extra football and it's Sunday to Thursday, that will certainly impact the model. But if you're going Sunday to Sunday, it's really not super significant with the exception of if you look to see if there was a real imbalance of who was on the field. So for example, 
you know, the team was really being like the defense was on the field a ton, and it actually was more balanced than it seemed watching both of these games. So, from a minute snap standpoint, the Lions could actually be a bit more tired than the Chargers, but it's it's not it's not like you know we talk about the break point between like where does the math actually show that it's real or not? And you know, there's there's some math that says teams traveling from west to east coast could be more tired. There's some math that says, but to me, it's not strong enough like the correlation isn't strong enough to, to assume that it's causal so in other words i think we're, we're both operating from a pretty even even slate on this one thomas davis you know everyone says philip rivers ageless wonder but this guy he pays the defense with 14 total tackles last week but overall how do you kind of see this chargers defense stacking up against detroit's offense the Lions o-line committed a ton of i'm gonna call them non-necessary penalties okay. right like there's, there's a certain amount, a number of holding penalties that get called in game. Let's just say that's a normal number. Like, it just happens, right? The Lions, the Lions, especially Taylor Decker, he committed some really bad holding penalties that were un, unnecessary. The word unnecessary is hard to say because I don't know what he was thinking, but ultimately it's well above a normal number of holding penalties in a game, right? So this is especially problematic for because like you've got some really good pass rushers coming Matthew Stafford's way, mm-hmm. so it's good for it's good for the Chargers that their front is so excellent, especially against this undisciplined O line. Because the the loss of Derwin James is a big deal, right? And in other games, this is going to be a much bigger deal. You have that pass catching running back. If you have that like slot guy like Danny Amendola out of slot for the Lions is going to be probably one of the ways like if, that they're going to target this defense. But then you have Casey Hayward backing that up. So you have some good solutions to problems. So in this game, losing Derwin James, great. You've got Thomas Davis. You've got Casey Hayward. You've got some other pieces that really make it excellent. And especially because you have such a strong pressure front, you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, great. We've got 10. They've got six. Got it. Solid. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get into some Chargers fantasy projections for this week. Do you think Austin Eckler could have another crazy performance like he did in week one? Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to need to have to. Okay. Because part of the reason that his performance was so crazy from a fantasy perspective is because this game remains competitive for so many minutes. Mm-hmm. So that drives fantasy value a ton. For me, this one doesn't project to be as close of a game which does say, okay, yeah, more running in the second half, more rushing attempts to slow the pace down, kind of seal the seal the deal, seal the victory. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go to Eckler, right? So as far as fantasy is concerned, yes, of course, he's absolute a must-start. But just kind of temper your expectations for that upside because they're not going to need him to score two touchdowns and keep catching the ball late in the fourth quarter. Who else would you consider a must-start from this Chargers team? I mean, all of your wide receivers. So <laughs> Start them all. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Lions have a great corner in Darius Slay. And, but, you know, Slay can't be everywhere. And the different looks, like seen and out of the slot, is just a nasty match, especially the Lions linebacking core is missing a few pieces. So if you get that weird, like, you know, oh, Keenan's lined up in the slot. Oh, there we go. There's a billion fantasy points for you. <laughs> so those are the kind of things that I would target. But again, you have to remember, limit your upside in this game. I just don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game. Okay. So you're not going to get that sort of like crazy, you know, part of the reason why Lamar Jackson had a billion fantasy points was because they kept scoring points late. But you, you rarely see a game go that high. Just like unless overtime happens. You don't typically see this many fantasy points scored by any team. Well, it's good to know, though. Start KA13, right? 
Absolutely. All I right. mean, for sure. For sure. And then lastly, Cynthia, you are omnipresent on NFL Network throughout the week. But in terms of Sunday, where can everyone find you? Well, there's two places. So game day morning is on the network. So from we start at 6 a.m. our time. And I know you're up watching the 6 a.m. Because you've not, obviously, that's like your Heck favorite yeah. thing to do anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curling Getting my ready, hair and have you guys on in the background. Get, perfect. <laughs> um, and then we also have, we're doing this new thing, which is kind of fun. From um, 8.30 to 9 or 11.30 Eastern to 12, we, so Andrew Hawkins and I, we run into this like digital room and on NFL.com, we do this thing called Game Day View. And we go through every single game and predict every single score while Game Day Morning is going on right when the injury report comes out so that you have like just two different places to find us anytime you want. That is super cool. Yeah, it's really fun. That is really awesome. Well, we look forward to that. And thank you so much for coming on, Cynthia. We appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Playmakers. Many thanks to Susie Spanos and Cynthia Freeland. But one final reminder to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team, including in-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters, and broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.